This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hi, it's Maria again. At Vigil, we wanted to take a moment to thank Billy in Space for their support. Haven't heard of Billy in Space? Then you are missing out. Billy in Space is a new sci-fi novel from Harry L.B., the creator of animated web series and Vigil favorite, Space Station 19. Billy in Space is for folks that love Alien and Dead Space as much as they love Futurama and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Sounds a little odd, but the combination is just delightful. The story begins with the unbearably upbeat telekinetic Billy aboard the Space Cutie 7 searching for adorable animals to bring back to Earth as pets. But everything goes wrong at once, and Billy is left alone on a dark, dying spaceship where some new space horror could be lurking around every corner. How can Billy survive? Will he ever return home to Earth? What about those cute animals? I just have to say, after reading a few chapters, I found myself laughing out loud and a little creeped out. In the best way. And if that sounds good to you, it's time for you to get yourself a copy of Billy in Space. Billy in Space is available for order on Amazon.com. You can also check out an animated preview of the book on the author's YouTube channel by searching Harry L.B. on YouTube, all one word, or clicking the link in the episode description. You can also check out Space Station 19 while you're there. This episode contains strong language and themes that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please check the show notes for details about the specific content and a full transcription of the episode. It's here, the explosive final episode of Season 1. Vigil and Detective Arya Madden, working to discover just how the criminal outlet continued to avoid prosecution for his crimes, had just privately accused the Vice President of the Union of Equity, Omission. And someone had been listening, because seconds after they said her codename, alarms began sounding in both Vigil and Detective Madden's spaces. What did it mean? Were they in danger? Was Omission really helping a criminal? We have the answers right now on Vigil. Vigil, a Hero Track Media Production. What happened? Seems like a mission triggered every possible error code on every device in my office. I know that. What does it mean? A, a warning, maybe? It's spooky, but not particularly specific. Well, she's trying to communicate something. Do we need to move? I don't I don't think so. None of my serious get-out-before-it-explodes alarms are going off, so we should be okay. So, a warning? Or a clue? Or maybe an attempt to establish communication? 
For those unfamiliar, omission's power has multiple layers. It all revolves around hidden things. When she activates her powers, everything hidden from sight or knowledge within 30 meters reveals itself to her. This allowed her to do amazing things in the right situations, including moving objects and data, which would explain how she was able to trigger the alarms. She can also sense when something that has been hidden is revealed, which is what allowed her to time things so perfectly. Omission's strange power was a challenge to perfect, but her capacity to manipulate the circumstances of its use, combined with her knowledge of the ins and outs of her abilities, made her one of the best. Maybe we should start with how she got access. This is way more than 30 meters. But she can establish satellites via touch. I've worked with her before, so I'm sure she could have hidden one on me. Jesus, does she she set up a satellite on everyone she comes into contact with? Is, Is she really that paranoid? How did she get you? I met her four years ago. I, I didn't know it was her at the time. We were, we were in the same elevator when I was testing for my license. It really must have been everyone. In interviews released after her retirement, Omission admitted that she had established satellites for her powers on nearly everyone with super abilities or any civilian authorities she came into contact with a tool she would use to stop potential threats before they could cause serious harm. She has removed all satellites, active and inactive, since her retirement. This has to be a remote program set to fire when someone suspects her of something. That still doesn't tell us what it means. This is what I hate about you powers. That we're not specific? That you can just play around on a level that the rest of us can't hope to understand or emulate. I'm sorry that... I don't want your pity. I just want you assholes to treat the world with respect instead of as your playground. I can empathize and, and, and think that it, I'm, it must be hard to I not have... I don't need your fucking empathy, Vigil. It's not hard to not have powers. It's hard to not have powers when those that do are dicks about it. I'm great at my job. A lot of the people I work with are great at their jobs too, but... Because none of us have superpowers, people still only trust inexperienced, reckless, unaccountable little shits that can turn the lights off with their brains more than those of us who have been doing this well our entire goddamn careers. Hey, you called me. If you hate me so much, why did you- I don't hate you, but I also don't trust you. Well, I will work on that. Work on the damn case. Those are the same thing, right? Can I stop being your therapist and go back to the alarms that we still don't know the significance of, please? I actually think I know what's going on. Just say it. Well, it it, it is a message. I need more time to know what it says, but the sounds are in a pattern. Give me a few hours and I should have an answer. I'll call you after my shift. I won't let you down. The message omission sent was highly sophisticated. Each device triggered represented a different word. Each word contained a binary sequence in which sounds represented ones and silences zeros. Translating this was tedious. Before Vigil could finish, he got a call. I thought you were calling after your shift. Yeah, well shift ended early. What happened? My supervisor called me and told me funding for this investigation was no longer available and I had to cut you loose. I don't need money to keep working on this case. Good. 
Because this isn't a coincidence. I can keep working on this while you work whatever case you're assigned. No need. I argued. Got put on an administrative leave pending an investigation. That, that's ridiculous. It clears up my calendar quite a bit. So your supervisor- Should be left out of the conversation. Got it. Got it. Well, I am making some progress on the translation of this message. I, I should be done relatively soon. Keep me posted. Any clues? The first word I know for sure is... Outlet. Omission and outlet were now clearly tied together. Vigil just needed to turn the knot into a bow. Unfortunately, that proved a lot more difficult than he anticipated. December 30th, 5.14 p.m. I finished deciphering the words, but it leaves me with four potential messages. Don't investigate outlet, contact me. Don't contact me, investigate outlet. Don't investigate me, contact outlet. And don't contact outlet, investigate me. I can't eliminate any of these possibilities, but I am gonna pass this on to Madden and then I will continue investigating until I have the actual solution. But no matter how hard he looked, nothing seemed to help him clarify the meaning. Not the timing of sounds, location of devices, nothing. Eventually, Detective Madden made the choice for him. We need to do it all. But, but it all contradicts. We, we will do what she wants, but, but we're also guaranteed to do the thing that she doesn't want us to do. Well, then at least we'll get something right. We don't even know if we should be doing what she wants. We have no way to know if she's an ally or an enemy. Give me some more time and I can figure that out. We're out of time. I have a case assembled against Outlet and it needs to go through now, before the end of the year. You need me to solve this by tomorrow? One way or the other. Why didn't you give me this timeline sooner? Because that wouldn't have changed anything. That's not... We need more time. Noted. But I'm calling the shots here. This, this isn't even a case anymore. This is my op. If you can't handle this, then I'll do it all for myself. Why are you taking this so personally? Because every time he slips away, people assume that civilian investigators can't get the job done. Because people keep going to powers like you because you don't have to take a nap every once in a while. Because our caseloads have been dropping for years, but crime rates haven't fallen. If I can put Outlet away, maybe I can restore some trust in the IA, and then we can go back to helping people. Okay. I'm in. Good. We each take half. One of us investigates Outlet and contacts Omission. The other investigates Omission and contacts Outlet. One of us is the hero, and the other springs a trap. What does your intuition tell you? That you already decided. You can't contact Outlet if you're building a case against him. We have a day. Better make it count. Vigil reached out to Outlet. While he waited for a response, he spent time researching omission. Eventually, he set a meeting with Outlet under an alias for December 31st at 1 p.m. However, we have no record of that meeting. Just prior to the meeting, Vigil did record his findings on omission. December 31st, 11.37 a.m. Omission has had a long and illustrious career, basically devoid of any major... You were warned. You received the message. 
Some of you understood, and yet you persist. Maria is a liar, a cheap con artist, seeking nothing more than subscriptions to her falsehoods. She is a parasite, an enemy to justice. She must be removed from her platform so her toxic static can no longer pollute your minds. So the message, the truth, can be clear. I am Morse. I am the hero that no one knew about. I saved you all. You have received many messages from me. You have heard my voice many times. But I did not seek for glory. I did not seek for power. Only change. Peace. But now, the message must be shouted. It must be constant. It must be thrust before you so that you will understand and the speaker must be known. You are in danger. Vigil is that danger. Your faith is naive and misplaced. I understand that my methods may be frightening, but the result is your exoneration. I have no agenda other than keeping you safe. This is the message. Hear it. Understand it. Crack the code. The truth lies underneath. So she had issue with other members of the union. Established ones. She could be corrupt, but that doesn't seem to fit this pattern. It's more likely that she knows the source of the corruption and is trying to protect herself or us or them. Or maybe she's even trying to get the truth out. I don't know. Hopefully I will after speaking with Outlet. Based on what he has to say after that meeting, he knew a lot more. December 31st, 4.59 p.m. Knowing that Outlet is the bait and that Detective Madden is the fish tells me Omission isn't the mind behind all of this, but that she knows what's happening and, and that she knows why. So I think that I followed the intended messages, which means that Madden fell into the trap. I'm heading to her last known location because I can't reach her. Vigil and Outlet spoke for more than an hour, and the way Vigil speaks in these logs implies the existence of that conversation's recording, but nothing we've recovered contains that exchange. Detective Madden also kept diligent records, but she told us that nothing remains from her conversation with omission. Whatever happened between the four of them, we can only guess at based on the following. Madden? It's me, meeting Ren Long. What's wrong? Outlet is bait. I know that. Okay, what what happened with omission? Are you okay? I'm fine, everything is fine. Omission and I spoke. She told me some things. I won't be pursuing charges against Outlet. But that, that, that makes no sense. If, if everything is fine, then everything we Everything could... is fine for me. And for you. Not for Omission. Apparently, Outlet's been in his position for years. He was a small-time hero that someone saw a use for. They had him pose as a criminal to investigate white-collar crime, steal some money from a conglomerate, and see how they handle it. Then, make sure the case doesn't stick so he can do it again. The 
name Outlet was supposed to make people assume it was his power that kept getting him loose. And so then when we went digging and made the omission connection... That's the thing. There were... are... other fail-safes. Things we didn't trigger. Apparently, Outlet hasn't always been used for benevolent purposes. Something went wrong in the last few years, and Emission knew about it. She was protecting us. Yes. She was protecting anyone that stumbled into this without knowing who was really behind it. She deliberately left breadcrumbs to guide us to her warning, which was needlessly cryptic in case someone activated in a group of people who might contact the powers behind this. Someone or someones at the Union of Equity. She didn't say. You didn't ask? Of course I asked. She didn't say. She just looked... sad. Said her time with the Union was drawing to a close. Said she doesn't know everything she used to about the Union. She's the Vice President. Outgoing Vice President. Of an organization that keeps its secrets very closely guarded. She's protecting them. Whoever, whoever is doing this, and Outlet is... Outlet is doing some bad stuff, Madden. She's protecting us, Vigil. We're in over our heads. Omission is one of the most powerful and respected heroes in decades, and she's just going away quietly. Hell, who knows if she even makes it to retirement. She could be trying to protect them uh, herself, protect herself. We, we still don't know if we can trust her. You think I don't know that? I'm telling you. You and me aren't equipped for this right now. You heard it before. Outlet is doing things that are- If we take him down, we go down. Maybe we don't even get him, and then no one knows what's going on here. We all die. You, me, Outlet, a mission. Or maybe we get our brains wiped, or whatever fucking superpower they have, because never sleeps is nothing compared to telepathic death eaters. We can still do something about this. This No! They are in a position of power in the most powerful institution in the world. Now is not the goddamn time for us. We prepare, we plan, we investigate. We gain power of our own. Then, maybe. But I am not a fucking martyr, Vigil. You shouldn't be one either. But we will keep working on this. I don't know, and you don't know either. Not together. Not now. All you need to know now is that I am walking away. You need to, too. God damn it. It's all of them, Vigil. Hell, it could be you, too. I'm still not sure. But don't trust these organizations. Don't trust anyone. There are people who have convinced us that they are heroes because they have power. But having a superpower and telling everyone you're doing the right thing isn't what makes people heroes. We shouldn't need a document to keep them in check. We shouldn't need massive organizations. But until our superpowered overlords no longer have their little clubs, you and I are going to disappear. Or someone will make us. Then... I guess we... disappear. And they did. Vigil was now completely off the grid. You had to know someone he trusted to even find out he existed. And while he wasn't working as many individual cases anymore, he filled his time by diving into the work of discovering who was really a hero and who was really pulling the strings. 
And while we cannot confirm it, the timing of Omission's departure from the U of E does seem suspicious. The way Detective Madden phrased it, it's possible the retirement was previously planned, but things were put into motion because of the events of this case. Detective Madden worked another three years for the investigative authority before moving into another field. After putting this all together, I found myself a little surprised that she'd want to share it, which leads me to believe that somehow this has been resolved. And that's also the resolution of season one of Vigil. It was a difficult decision to end the season with so much adversity for our hero, but rest assured he does get back on track in the future. A future that's just a few months away in season two. For now, Shayna and I just want to say thanks to all of you for taking a chance on the tale of an unknown hero, for following us through all of our ups, downs, and Morse-related interruptions, for your faith and unwavering support. We look forward to bringing you more of this extraordinary story in Season 2. Goodbye for now from Vigil, a Hero Tracker's original podcast. Vigil, a Hero Track media production. Vigil Part 10, Omission Part 2, was directed, edited, and scored by Adam Kudashat. It was written and performed by Haley Sanfilippo as Maria Kennedy, Adam Kudashat as Vigil, Ashley Oviedo as Detective Arya Madden, and Keith Illage as Morse, with voiceover by Shane Staliga. Marketing by Layla Sahir. Logo and graphics by Marcus Beyer. Vigil is produced by Button Podcasts and All In Productions. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word. Subscribe, review, and check out our website at vigilpod.com. Links to our website, social media, and episode transcripts are available in the show notes. And if you want to know more about the world of Vigil, subscribe to our email list for additional insights. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago. A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! Oh my god, quantum! He could kill himself! Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no! Yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. 
But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.